Hello and welcome to today's video. In this investing arena that we all play in, there is nothing that ticks me off more, there's nothing that gets my blood boiling more than the rampant scammers who just take advantage of naive people who make it their life mission, it seems, to steal money from other people. And we're gonna to look today at some of the more popular scams. We're gonna look at how our brains work and how we can be affected by scams. And we're gonna look at ways that we can protect ourselves against scams. The worst thing to me is, yes, it sucks if you lose money to a scammer, but what really bothers me most, and this is something that I saw over all my years as an industry professional until I retired, is the hope that it takes away from people. It steals your dreams, it steals your hope, and it's, it destroys faith in a system. And I saw many cases of people who were afraid to invest. And we know investing properly can provide so much opportunity, can provide so much stability in someone's life. And for these scumbags out there who steal that away from us, um, I, I wish there was more we could do, but let's do what we can to be aware and to take those tools away from them. In this video today, we're gonna look at uh, four major things. How do scams work in the first place? We're gonna look at sort of the psychological tricks that these guys uh, take, uh, use to take advantage of us. We're gonna look at some of the famous scams that have occurred over years, they're not new. We're gonna look at the modern scams and how things have evolved and uh, the tools that the scammers have available to take advantage of us today. And then like I say, we're gonna conclude with, you know, what can we do? How do we protect ourselves against these scammers? And I'm gonna start with a study in this uh, video today because I know some people right now are thinking, I'm too smart to get scammed, I'm too young to get scammed. Uh, you know, these things are so obvious. And if that's the way you feel, I'm just gonna ask, bear with me for, I'm gonna say four minutes approximately to go through this next little, uh, a recap of a study, because I think you're gonna hear some things and if you take them, you know, if, if, you, if you have an open mind to these, you may be convinced that we all have to be on guard, not just the old and not just the uneducated. So the study I wanna look at now is a 2013 study. It's called Scam Compliance and the Psychology of Persuasion. And they looked in their study at what makes people vulnerable and the psychology behind scams. It was a deep study, but a couple of the major factors that they took away that I wanted to share with you today are, uh, the, the major factors are liking and similarity, that's one, and then social influence. And the, the world we live in today, these really are prominent. In their study, they had some comments, and one of the things that they identified, they said, individuals are more likely to respond favorably to others when they believe that those others like them have attitudes similar to their own. And how this relates to today is in some cases I see what I would call almost cultish-like followings or cult-like followings. And I think of some of the more current or more recent things like the, the Reddit streams and, and this love of Bitcoin where people have just fallen in love with a group. I think of a company like Tesla. Now don't get me wrong, Tesla is not a scam, but the people who get caught up in the this um, cult-like atmosphere of a company like Tesla, are susceptible to the scammers who will take advantage of that belonging, that feeling of belonging, and they will lead them astray and capitalize on that. That's one of the major things that today we have to be aware of. And as humans, we don't think about those things in the front of our mind, but trust me, the scammers really know that this is occurring. The second major factor I took away from this study are uh, is social influence. And we're, we're just, drowning in social influence today. People are susceptible to social influence. And in this study, they identified 
Individuals in diverse cultures tend to construct their self-worth through comparison with others in their group. And they go on to say, if this extends to scams, it would lead to prospective marks or scammies who are more susceptible to social influence being more likely to comply with requests from scammers to their detriment. Now, today, how does that apply to us? Well, I think that there's this definite social influence that we have in general, but especially on the younger population. And something in the investing world that I see all the time is this differentiating between a younger investor and an older investor. And I get it. You know, millennials don't want to be boomers. I mean, they want to do everything the opposite of boomers. But when you look at investing, what do boomers tend to lead more towards or the older or mature investor? You lean toward blue chip uh, companies. You, you lean towards you know, a, a, taking an acceptable amount of risk, but always having a core of the portfolio. On the other side of that, it's almost uncool if you're a, a millennial or a younger investor to invest in those old companies. The things like the, you know, the Bitcoins are, are the thing of the day. I think back just very recently with these Reddit streams and all the fiasco we had with the uh, all the short squeezes. You know, we had um, GameStop and AMC and all these companies that that I believe were people were taken advantage of. You had these relatively intelligent and well-organized Reddit, I would say, leaders who would buy into a company and then through the social influence and through social media would drive that price up. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this, uh, you know, a little bit uh, in a few minutes in the video. But be aware of the fact that being in this group, you tend to, to follow when you shouldn't be following. So another key finding in this study, I felt was they said younger individuals were more skeptical of scams, but at the same time, they were not less likely than older individuals to respond to fraudulent offers. Younger generations are more ICT or information and computer technology savvy and informed, but might not have had as much real world experience with scams as older individuals. The fact that you that the younger people are more savvy and go, uh, for those reasons, I'm not going to uh, click on the link I shouldn't be clicking on. The fact that they don't have as much uh, world experience might factor into them making mistakes and slipping up. In fact, it does. The science proves that. Another key item in the study that came away is personal information. And in the study, they talked about personal information, saying that giving away personal information across all scenarios and losing money were closely correlated. Additionally, giving away personal information was a significant predictor in the models where losing money was the dependent variable of the regression. Now we know that younger people are far more likely to just freely share their information than the older generation. You know, I'm still of that generation where you protect financial information, health information, all these personal things. Whereas nowadays, it seems to be shared freely. Now, this study shows that if you do that, you are more susceptible to be being taken advantage of. The study goes on to say, results of study one showed that a significant portion of respondents were reluctant to divulge personal information to scammers. But once they did, they were more likely to also lose funds to them. As far as authority is concerned, another key variable, the study says, it is common for scammers to present themselves as reputable stockbrokers. 
It has long been recognized in marketing that authority figures play a significant role in purchasing decisions, hence the use of actors portraying doctors, lawyers, and scientists in advertising. The, there is an equivalent, I would say, in today's world with the so-called investment gurus of the internet. And I'm very skeptical of some of the claims I see online and in the YouTube videos where you know people have obtained tremendous success. And I, I question whether, in fact, that is true. I mean, logic tells me it, it's a lot of uh, you know smoke and mirrors. The study says social influence was also a significant predictor of giving information to scammers. In study two, allowing us to infer that individuals are susceptible to social trends and wish to conform with social norms. Individuals will comply with in-group requests even if those group requests go against their preferences. Now, in a case like this, I can't help but think of Reddit when I when I hear this conclusion and how people just seem to follow along without you know using any critical thinking or or even if they do have that critical thinking, they would rather follow along with the group and be part of that than not. Another identifier, I guess you would call it, is intelligence or education. And a lot of people think if you're smart, you can't get scammed. The study says a higher level of education also leads to overconfidence, which is a significant predictor of scam compliance. So if you look at this study, and if you think I'm too young, because only old people get scammed. If you think I'm too smart because only the uneducated get scammed, There's, the data is there and it shows you that in fact, we are all susceptible to it. So in this video, we're gonna carry on now with identifying a little bit of history of, of scams and how we can protect ourselves. There are a ton of scams out there. It's almost dismaying when you start looking at the ways that people have devised to rip us off. I would say the three sort of most relevant that we're dealing with today are phishing scams, which we're probably all familiar with, pump and dump, which has been around forever, but we'll talk a little bit more about that in detail. And then of course, the endless scams on the YouTube channels or the YouTube comments. Let's look a little bit about the history of scams. Now, scams aren't new. They've been around, uh, and they, in fact, they date back to around 300 BC, if you can imagine that. I'm going to share with you three historic scams today and then take the, the, you know, the, the techniques that were used and apply them to uh, sort of relate them to modern day. The first one I'm going to look at is what's known as the Spanish prisoner scam and otherwise known as the advanced advanced uh, fee scam. So this dates back to the 16th century. And in this story, uh, a scammer would tell the victim uh, that he's a, a wealthy person imprisoned in, in, in Spain. And this you know, poor prisoner can't reveal his identity and he's relying on a friend to raise money to get him out of jail. Now he offers the target in this case to be part of a big reward if they put some money up front and help secure his release. And in this particular scam, to make things more interesting and enticing, he actually promises the hand of his daughter, who's this you know, supposedly beautiful woman. Now, of course, if the people get sucked into this scam and they start sending the person money, you know, once uh, they send the first batch of money, further difficulties are, are announced. And then this continues either uh, in, until the, you know, the, the target runs out of money or either they clue in or they just finally give up. Now, how does that relate to today? We're all familiar with the Nigerian scam. And this is basically where you get these silly emails. They seem silly where, you know, there's some person over in Nigeria, he's a royalty or he's a high, you know, a wealthy businessman who has uh, 
millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars that he needs to get out of the country and he's enlisting your help to move those over here. And of course, uh, you know, there, there's, um, they, they establish a trust relationship and they offer to reward you mightily if you help them do this. But then of course it goes into, well, in order to set this up, you need to give us some banking information. We'll transfer some money into your account. And of course this all goes to stealing money from you, identity theft, that type of thing. And they look ridiculous. I'm sure most of you have received them and you laugh and, and you know, get a good chuckle. They do fool people. If they didn't fool people, and they've been fooling people for hundreds of years, apparently. If they didn't, they wouldn't keep doing them. One of the most fascinating examples of how this has worked is a uh, fellow by the name of John Worley. Now, he is a 57-year-old. He's a Vietnam vet. He's an ordained minister. And he is a psychotherapist. Even though he had all this world experience, he educated, he fell for a scam. In fact, he actually went over uh, to the dark side and started to, you know, he got greedy and uh, became involved in this. There is, uh, I'm not going to get into the details of this, but if you, if you, uh, I'm going to include a link below this, um, this video. And if you look at a New Yorker article that was written, it's called The Perfect Mark. And it goes and shows how even an educated person can be sucked into a scam like this. It's quite a fascinating read. The second example of uh, scams that we're going to look at today is called the Wright Panic. And this dates back about 120 years to the, the year 1900. And this is a lesson in the power of social pressure. In this case, there's a financier named uh, Whitaker Wright, and he had a number of companies, uh, none of them very good, but his strategy was to put big names, like prestigious names, mostly royalty, um, on his board of directors. Investing with him became very trendy, not because he had good companies, but just because of the names. Now, reality was that his companies weren't sound, and when the truth finally came out, the shares collapsed. How does this re relate to today? Well, when I see the world out there today with the influencers online who people will blindly follow, when I see the SPACs and we have people uh, like celebrities, we have people like Shaquille O'Neal and, and um, I guess for the older crowd, if you may not be familiar with Paul Ryan, he's the former Republican Speaker of the House, Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod. You know, these people all are associated with SPACs. And people will invest with them because of the name. Now, people got sucked in 120 years ago by doing this. And there's nothing to say that that's not going to happen again. In fact, I would expect that it will happen again. The last historic scam that I'm going to speak with you today is about a company called uh, Briex. And this goes back to about 1995 to 1997 in that range when I was in the business. And I remember this vividly. The story of Briex is that it was a a gold mining company and they had a uh, an Indonesian gold property and in October of 1995 they had declared that they had discovered this amazing amount of gold and it was the richest gold mine ever the stock price went from 30 cents to 286 dollars uh, by May of uh, of 1996 in fact in 1996 late in December of 1996 Lehman Brothers which was around at the time put a strong buy order on shares of Gold Corp. In March 1997, uh, the veil was sort of pulled back from the company and they were exposed to the fact that they had been salting their gold samples. And so in reality, the mine had little to no gold in it at all. And predictably, the, the, the shares just collapsed. They, they, they went back down to the pennies. One of the fascinating stories of this whole drama 
And if you are an investor, then you'll remember this was the geologist named Michael de Guzman, who right at the end, right when the shares were collapsing, he mysteriously fell out of a helicopter in the jungle. And you know, I, I think to this day, whether he committed suicide, whether he was pushed out, I don't think the answer will ever be known. But that was a real big dramatic part of that story. The lesson for today is that even smart money can, uh, smart people can lose money. With the Briex scandal, the, the Quebec public sector pension plan lost $70 million in this scam. The Ontario Teachers Pension Plan Board lost $100 million in this Briex scam. Now, I'm assuming that those people had very competent, very educated, at least, people managing those money and yet they got caught up in the crowd they got caught up in the scam and lost hundred million dollars or more um and you look back and you just think gee we're just sort of almost like sitting ducks here because we don't have all the resources they have they fell victim to that let's look at some of the modern day scams and the the, the big ones right now are uh, well i mentioned them earlier but let's start with spear phishing we all know what spear phishing is, and this is when you get uh, typically an email or a text nowadays, and it, it's they they um, they basically imitate or impersonate a credible company. So uh, I, I got a couple this morning, and you seem to get them all the time. They'll come from a uh, I got I got a FedEx announcement saying that your parcel has been delayed, and click here to to find out uh, when your delivery will be coming. We've all we got them from banks. We've got them from utility companies just saying, you know, there's an issue and we need you to log on to your account, enter here and put your password in and, you know, we'll fix this for you. Well, they're fake and they've come a long way from the early days of, of phishing and they can really look like uh, a, a credible, legitimate site. What they're doing, they just want you to click and give them the information and they're going to use that either to scam you out of money or for identity theft. Uh, you know, there's a, a number of different things that they that they do with those. The bottom line is they just want to gain control and they do that through tricking your mind into thinking that this is a legitimate link you're going to click on when in fact it isn't. The second scam I want to look at today, relevant to all of us here in Canada, is the CRA scam. And Probably you've received a call from a number and they claim that they are calling from the CRA or an authority and they're saying in this phone call that you owe tax money, it's overdue. And in many cases, they tell you that if you don't pay money right now, they will send the authorities, they'll send the police to arrest you. And while I was working as an investment advisor, I actually did receive phone calls from some of my senior clients who were rattled because they had been told that they needed to send money um, or they would be arrested. And it's a shock to your system. And if you don't have you know, the, the, the ability or the wherewithal necessarily to go on and, and do your homework on that, you could fall victim. In fact, people do fall victim again because if they didn't, they wouldn't keep doing these. It's, it's insidious, uh, but they're out there. The third scam I wanna talk about today is an old one, but it's still live and well, it's pump and dump. Now, traditionally a pump and dump operation where you know we call them boiler room operations where you, you sat uh, with a you know a phone book uh, back in the day and you called people and you you know, you named a company that either didn't exist or was a shell company and you talked about the virtues of it and and how you know you, you exaggerated the, the 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 operation the risks or sorry the um the opportunities that you would get by using either false or or misleading information today this operation is live and well on the internet. Just think of, you know, the the company's GameStop just a couple of months ago, they were being pumped up 
uh, and, and even today, I mean, I'm seeing it all the time, Bitcoin being pumped up, even though the fact that it's you know pulled back significantly of late, but the people who already own it, not everybody, of course, but the, the, um, the scammers, the manipulators who already own it, their whole goal is to own it, drive that price up by giving misleading information, uh, giving false information. And then once it's gone up in price, they're going to cash out. And who's along for the ride? Well, all the naive people. And we're getting back to kind of where I started, where these are people who know what they're doing and they're capitalizing and taking uh, advantage of the naivety of the new people into the markets who are ultimately the ones who are going to get hurt. The last scam I want to talk about today are, I just call it YouTube scams. Now, this is in the comment section where you're going to get a ton of, of comments linking you to, you know, professional guidance, uh, directing you to a WhatsApp number or an email. You're asked to send money and, you know, typically they promise very high returns. And although I've never actually followed through and contacted any of these numbers in my, due, in my you know, as part of my due diligence, but I, I do know that when you contact a, a, a WhatsApp number, they're going to either impersonate and say that they are the, the creator of that channel or often impersonated, or they're just gonna say, you know, I'm Mr. Robertson and, and I'm an investment advisor, send me your money and I'll give you these great returns. This is very much, I think, like the Spanish or the Nigerian scams where they're promising you something and you pay for that expertise. And of course, once you've paid though, you know, they're gonna disappear and uh, you'll never, never hear from them again. What should you watch for or, or how do you protect yourself against these? Well, number one, most importantly, we need to understand how our brains work against us in a time like this. And this is where the scammers understand how our brains are wired and they capitalize on that. The things like the, you know, the, the social influence, the need to belong, the need to be part of a community, um, they, they will prey on that. To protect yourself, when you get a link when you're tempted regardless of the form of delivery when you're tempted to do something and there's just something about you about it that just seems wrong give yourself an opportunity to think there's nothing that's going to require you to click on that link or send an email right now step back take some time assess the legitimacy of that so um, it, like I said earlier these people can be really really tricky really really um, you know uh, uh, convincing so be careful and just use your critical thinking use your your common sense and create that gap of time from when you actually see something to when you act on it or hopefully don't act on it with the CRA scam that's simple CRA isn't going to call you and tell you that they're sending the police over to arrest you if you don't pay um, share this with your friends share this with your family if you if there's anybody that you think might be vulnerable uh, because it works sadly uh, but if someone is really wondering then uh, you know hang up obviously you don't have to be polite you don't have to be you don't have to be you don't have to entertain the the call hang up Call the CRA if you actually feel that maybe um, this, there's some legitimacy to it, legitimacy to it, and and find out that way rather than just being reactive. Be proactive. Um, the obvious ones: never click on a password or never click on a link rather to like send a password or to provide credit card information. Um, these are things that our, our human nature just wants to do. Get it out of the way. Capitalize on it, but just. Just don't do it. You've heard it a million times and yet today people will do it again. Just don't be one of those people. Have you ever been scammed? Have you ever sort of fallen victim to one of these con men? Uh, do you know of someone who's been scammed? Most people today, because of the, the you know the, the widespread use of these, most people are familiar with somebody who has fallen victim to this. If, if you do and if you feel comfortable, 
share your story in the comments below and just, you know, help the community. And, you know, there's, there's some things that are pretty obvious, but there's always new ways that are coming up. And if you have something to share with us all, then uh, that would be very much appreciated. As always, if uh, we, we do have the Investing Academy and I'm, I'm thinking of some of the psychology that goes behind um, the scams and psychology is also a huge part of being a successful investor. And that's, you know, one of the topics that we do cover in our Investing Academy material. And if it's something that you are interested in or would like to learn more about, uh, the first link below this video will be will be for that. I'm going to wrap up this video and I thank you for watching. And if you're one of those earlier I don't need to know this, uh, but heck, I'll indulge the guy and watch it. If you did learn anything new from this video, appreciate it. Just drop a comment on that. If you like the video, if you felt there's value, please just give it a thumbs up. Hit the subscribe button. We do videos like this all the time. And, you know, we try and bring you value, education, and some form of entertainment as well. So uh, I really appreciate you watching. I will just wrap it up and I'll just say thanks for watching and we'll see you in the next video.